Game Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Colter Nuanez, ESPN MT, Skyline Sports MT.com. The October 15th date, the midpoint into the second half of the season of the Big Sky Conference. It's complete. We got full coverage for you here coming up, plus sound from Montana head coach Bobby Howe, Idaho head coach Jason Eck. Idaho quarterback, Giovanni McCoy. Idaho linebacker, Paul Moala. Montana State head coach, Brent Vegan. That's all next. Keep it right here. Thanks so much for listening. Happy Saturday night. Happy Sunday morning. Happy Sunday afternoon, no matter how you're listening. We appreciate all your support. Big Sky Breakdown podcast, ESPN MT. Keep on rolling. Thanks so much for being here. All right, let's get into it. Three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Cats. We'll rotate back and forth as much as we can. We got some sound bites coming up. Number one, biggest thing about the Grizz. When the Grizz are good, they're great. They're so dominant. The style Bobby Houck wants to play. Grasp the momentum. Seize it. Build on it, carry it, bury the opponent. When they're good, they're so unbelievably good. And it's such a fun style to watch, particularly when they're at home. When they try to build the momentum and they can't seize the momentum and the other team fights back, particularly when they're at home, and this goes all the way back to what one of my favorite coaches in the Big Sky Conference, Travis Takir, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies. One of his famous lines is, your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. And it's just so true when it comes to Grizz football. When Montana's rolling, they're rolling. When they're not, they have a really hard time making adjustments. They have a really hard time analyzing their own weaknesses. Make no mistake, I I actually think that it's a brilliant overall strategy, and I think it can help you win most of your games. But I also think you have to have a secondary plan. I actually think coaches at college football are way too incumbent upon and dedicated to their systems and Montana they they run systems but they also have a a flat defined unbelievable style their identity is so easily defined to their fans that's why they have such great fans their way of executing when they're executing at their highest level is so on brand it's so exactly what you would think the Montana Grizzlies coached by Bobby Houck is They also have an incredibly hard time when the opposition can take the first blow on the chin and then respond, fight back, fight back tougher than them even sometimes, 
I thought that's what happened on, on Saturday. I think that sometimes Montana has a really hard time adjusting, taking advantage of their individual athletic matchups, particularly when the Grizz have the ball. And when a team doesn't fold, when they can't seize the momentum, they have a really hard time. The good news for the Grizz is they play their home games at Washington Grizzly Stadium. They have superior talent, resources, fundamentals, coaching to most of the teams in the Big Sky Conference. But don't look now. Idaho has great resources, tradition. Now, I know that the FBS time for the Vandals was not good. Throw it out the window. But Idaho has all of the things, all of the baselines that almost nobody in the Big Sky Conference besides the Grizz and the Bobcats have. That's why when you have a new leader like Jason Eck, who we'll hear from in just a little while, it changes the game. So when the Grizz are rolling, they're rolling. When they're not, they have a hard time adjusting. And then when they make mistakes, man, they don't, they don't look very good. They made a lot of mistakes against Idaho State. They had significantly more talent. And they got out to a good start, so they won that game 28-20. Against Idaho, the Vandals got the first lead, and they went blow for blow all the way with the Grizzlies. We're going to get more into this in just a little while, but here's Bobby Houck, Montana head coach, on his team's inability to find the mark on Saturday in their 30-23 loss, their first of the season to Idaho. Yep. Uh, first of all, congrats to Idaho. That was a good win by them. They did a nice job today. Um, didn't think we played uh, particularly well, and that starts with the head coach. So I need to get us to play better so we can win a game like that. You know, we only had 56 plays, and we weren't we weren't very good on third down, and so there aren't very many attempts at anything. You know, with 56 plays, that's like a bad NFL you know and I, I don't want to take anything away from Idaho like I said good job by them they, they came in and <clears throat> won the game but I'm plenty pissed starting with the guy in the mirror and uh, we did not do very well we didn't coach well we didn't play well and we lost a game there's a lot of things that make Montana great from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the west but what really makes this place special is you our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Big Sky Breakdown, ESPN-MT, ESPN-Missoula, whatever you want to call it, little post-game podcast action for you. Coulter Nuanas, coming to you on your radio dial, on your podcast network, however you're listening. Appreciate it. It's an audio world. We're trying to bring you the audio as early and often as we possibly can. Second big thing for the Grizzlies, then we'll get you a couple big things about the Bobcats. Montana cannot underestimate their opponents. I thought, you know, here's the thing. Bobby Bobby Houck doesn't say anything in the postgame, in the pregame, in the pre-practice, whatever. He doesn't say anything. It's part of his tactics. I get it. He doesn't want to overhype his team. They're in the biggest media market of the paltry media markets in the Big Sky Conference. 
They're one of the two pro teams of Montana. I understand the tactic. I also can tell certain different things when you're analyzing the Grizz in their in their interviews. And I, this has nothing to do with the players. But Bobby Houck, as we stated earlier, your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. And I thought that this was a quintessential trap game, yet I don't know if it was acknowledged as that. And I think that Idaho came in with an underdog mentality and they used that and rode it all the way into the sunset. And so you just you have to wonder if Montana fell into the trap game mentality and or if they just didn't give the, uh, the Vandals any credence. Montana has not lost to Idaho since 1999. They've won 13, 11 out of the last 13, excuse me, matchups against the Idaho Vandals, dating all the way back to 1991. This used to be a devilish rivalry. Idaho was the cream of the crop in the Big Sky Conference from 82 to 92. But since the early 90s, Montana's dominated it. Didn't matter if Idaho was FBS or back down in the FCS. Didn't matter. Bobby Houck's first couple times against the Vandals, rough shot, ran them all the way out the building, whether it was in Moscow two times or in, in Missoula. Actually blew them out in Moscow worse out of the two times than the one game in Missoula. But Montana, you have to value and you have to credit and you have to evaluate and you have to truly respect your opponent. You mentioned the play count. How much of that was Idaho's ability to possess the ball? How much of it was stuff they were doing defensively that kind of kept you guys from getting in an offensive rhythm? Well, I think it comes back to third down. You know, like we talked about all week, they're going to, you know, they, they didn't control the, they bled the clock down. They just huddled up and bled the clock down to one, tried to get it to the fourth quarter, which they did successfully. Um, and when we didn't move the chains in third down and we let them move the chains, I mean, they were, they were eight of uh, 18 on third down. That was uh, significantly higher than we've been giving up. I think our defense has been, you know, 25% on third down. I think Idaho was 40% against today. And then we were four of 11. Um, just, you know, it wasn't good enough. So uh, that allowed them to uh, to bleed the game out as best they could. And then they stole the position, uh, possession at the start of the second half, uh, which, I mean, they got three points out of it but it was more about us not having the ball. The uh, the special teams play where there was a the late hit called and then they took the shot on the next one and scored. How big of a momentum swing was that? It's when they went up 22-13. I think it was late in the third Yeah, quarter. oh, I remember the play. Uh, I It was on their sideline, so I don't know if that was a good call or not. I'll see the film. Um, you know, our players, of course, nobody touched anybody when they come over and tell me what happened. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. You know, when they throw, when they chuck the ball up, they either make the play or they don't, and they made it. Did they do anything defensively you didn't expect, or what did you think of their defensive execution today? Um, you know, obviously they they played well, so I don't think there was anything too uh, transformative on on scheme, but they uh, they played well. And their quarterback, his ability to kind of to stand in the pocket but also extend the pocket, how difficult of a of a, a task is it to sort of corral him well um yeah i you know i i don't <laughs> he scrambled around a little bit I, i'm just looking at you know 44 rushes 52 yards I mean, the average one yard a carry um i think it goes down to you know the 
the completion percentage being too high. Um, and I thought he did a nice job of staying alive, getting a couple positive yards when he was running it or, or finding a guy to deal it to and completing it. That's kind of what he does. The two interceptions in the second half seem to be kind of the, another turning point, you know, as you guys are one possession game. Um, a couple few turnovers against Idaho State as well. Is that, I mean, how key is it to clean those up going forward? Well, you know, we all talked, you all were here on Monday and then through the week, we all talked about how, you know, the turnover battle was critical in the game. Uh, talked about it till we're blue in the face. And, you know, we we can't turn the ball in a game like that especially you know we turn it over and then they're going to sit in their huddle for 40 seconds every play you know we you can't turn it over especially when you're down when you're up go ahead bleed it out but when they took the lead then things change and uh turn the ball overs uh, never a positive special teams was also just kind of had some hit and miss today there was the punt that turned into a safety and then the onside kick to start the second half. How key were those in this game uh, for Idaho? Um, you know, I'd rather talk about our big returns that set us up. Great field position numerous times. Um, so in regard to that, um, when the ball snapped, you have to catch it. That would be it. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. The other one, gamble paid off. And just ultimately, Bobby, when you kind of look, what maybe stands out the most as far as corrections and, you know, just to get these guys play better, what maybe stands out the most going forward that you guys want to work on? We've got to quit making mistakes, you know. we got to quit making mistakes. I mean, fundamentally, we're, we're fine today, I would think I'm going to see when I watch it. We've got to quit making mistakes. Can't give the other team the ball. Can't play. Uh, you can't go 4 of 11 and third down. Um got to run the ball better as Fritz mentioned uh, there's all kinds of things you know can't drop it I mean you you want to go down the laundry list we're gonna have to freaking bring in dinner you want to go through the laundry list of stuff we jacked up today Frank you're still alive and well I'm sure you missed me um, after playing against Idaho and you know the team with the new head coach this year how would you compare them to the Idaho teams you had seen in the past three seasons I'd have to think about that a little bit I'll talk about us anybody else post game podcast post game radio segment maybe it's a Sunday morning or afternoon whatever you are consuming this as appreciate you being here Coulter Nuanez. ESPN Montana, Skyline Sports, all the good things. Montana State, a 37-14 win over Northern Colorado. First big thing about the Cats, Tommy Mallott, sophomore stud quarterback out of Butte, Montana. Back in the fold, he missed the last two and three-quarters games with injuries, uh, hit his head on the turf against Eastern Washington. Cats haven't missed a beat since. Sean Chambers was... Virtuoso, unbelievable, really, really good. One of the best dual threat guys in a small sample size that we've seen in quite a minute, both for the Cats and elsewhere in the Big Sky Conference. Yet Brent Vegan said we're, our plan is to start timing a lot. They did at UNC. He started slow. The Bears had a plan. 
Much like Idaho against the Grizzlies, they wanted to control the clock, control the ball. All of a sudden, a 58-yard touchdown by Elijah Dotson and a methodical 15-play, 95-yard drive engineered by Dylan McCaffrey. And boom, Northern Colorado's up 14-3 over Montana State. You're thinking Bedlam. You're thinking, oh my gosh. Trap games across the Big Sky Conference. Four teams came in with a ton to play for. Montana, Montana State, Weber State, Sac State. And uh, in the afternoon games before those other two kicked off, both the Montana schools backs against the wall. Well, Tommy Lot settled in, and when he does, he soars. And I think that's kind of the – I think it's a, it's a analysis of his personality. He's such an analytical kid. He's so smart, so well-prepared. It means so much to him. And they put so much on him in the preseason – it's not a surprise to me that he's sputtered out the gates in almost every start he's had so far this year, but then also locks in. Once he gets the game plan, once he gets the adjustments, boom. He can do it, he can diagnose it, and there they are. So here's Montessay head coach Brent Vegan, who, by the way, is now 18-2 and against FCS opponents in his career at Montana State. MSU, 4-0 in Big Sky Conference play, 6-1 and overall. Here's his thoughts on Tommy Mallott settling in. Probably un- uneven early. I know there was a couple throws missed. Um, you know, I think you go several weeks without playing. Um, you can practice during the week all you want, but there's the speed of the game and there's the decisions and um, there's the guys chasing you that uh, becomes reality in a hurry. So I think he definitely settled in. Um, and, you know, we'll evaluate the film. And, and you know, I, I, I know... There's going to be areas I'm sure he can improve upon, but, uh, you know, I think when we needed him, he made some plays today. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Three big things about the Cats. Number two, Willie Patterson legitimately turned into one of the best receivers in the league and great for him. He's such a smooth talker. He's such a smooth dude. He's got a great story. We'll have it at SkylineSportsMT.com next week. A little senior profile on Willie P. He comes from the Tacoma area. His dad was a Hall of Fame player at Central Washington. And he came in with a ton of swag, ton of belief. He was stuck in a log jam of wide receivers ironic I know since MSU has struggled to throw the ball prolifically over the last several years they've been such a run oriented team but they still put Travis Johnson Lance McCutcheon in the league Kevin Cassis just signed to the Seattle Seahawks practice squad so Willie P had a lot of guys to compete with he was sort of stuck behind those guys he also battled a bunch of injuries well on Sunday he broke out in a big way and uh, it's good to see guys like that make their way and uh, have their way. He finished with seven catches, 148 yards, three touchdowns. He was the first Bobcat since 2010 to have three touchdowns in a single game. Here's Willie. Pat- Here's Brent Vegan on Willie Patterson's big day. Yeah, uh, we needed it. I mean, it was a variety of, of plays. You know, the the jump ball that 
uh, I don't know how he came up with that. You know, for, for a guy his size to be able to do that, uh, that speaks to his um, competitiveness, um, his ability, and then, you know, uh, the slant route taking running. So a wide variety of uh, things that Willie did today. And, you know, he's, he's been that all year. We had to, you know, probably lean on that a little bit more today, but that's that's okay. we we got to have guys like Willie, Ravi, um, Cleveland on the perimeter making plays, being our backs to, to, to make runs. And, and that's what this game's about. It's about putting those guys in the best position they can. When those opportunities are out, they got to go make them. And, and Willie definitely did that today. Is it, is it extra special at all because of the injury history he had coming into last season to see him perform like this? Oh, I think, I think the biggest thing is just seeing a guy – you know, say, I got one more shot at this. And, and, you know, you can't just snap your fingers and become this player that he's become. you got to work at it. And, and he's really continued to work at his game. Um, and the things he's doing right now, honestly, I don't think we saw him doing even last spring, our first spring. Um, so he's uh, he's taking coaching. He's, uh, you know, he's craving those opportunities to make plays. And he, he's, he's making He's becoming a tough guy to defend out there. So um, I just, you know, anytime time you got a group of seniors or guys in their last year take their game to another level. That's really the mark of a, a really good team. And, uh, you know, whether we're exactly a really good team quite yet, I don't know, but uh, Willie's allowing us to, you know, be as good as we can be on, on his end. Three big things about the Grizz. Three big things about the Cats. A little post-game podcast for you here. Coulter Nuanez, ESPN Radio, SkylineSportsMT.com. No matter how you're listening, appreciate you being here. All right, we did the... Uh, First and second big things about the Grizz. Third big thing, sometimes when you live in a, a echo chamber, when it's under a microscope, you tend to analyze things one way. Public service announcement for everybody out there. Try to look at both sides of the coin, no matter what you're thinking about, what you're talking about, how you're living. That's just a, a side note, a tangent. But you can talk about the Grizzlies, lack of offensive creativity, lack of offensive ingenuity, mistakes across the board, multiple turnovers, got beat in the special teams game for the first time all year. But how about some credit to the Idaho Vandals? Idaho came in here, a talented squad first and foremost. I thought Idaho hung on the lines and then some against the Grizzlies. It was a stalemate in the run game, but I thought both teams battled hard and, and played well in that area. I thought Giovanni McCoy was a revelation. He's going to be a really good quarterback in this league, especially with Jason Eck coaching him. And, Mont- and, and Idaho against Montana had so many weapons on the perimeter. At the end of the day, you got to give Idaho credit, not just for their ability to persevere, not just for their ability – to execute a game plan where they possessed the ball for 42-plus minutes, won the turnover battle, won the special teams battle. But they're also a damn good team. They have belief. They came into Washington Grizzly with confidence. They weren't bullied. But they also have very good players, a very good scheme, and, hello, a very good coaching staff led by Jason Eck. I think that's a playoff team coming out of the Big Sky Conference. We'll see. We'll see how it all ends up. Well, let's hear from Jason Eck. Giovanni McCoy and Paul Moala on Idaho's sense of belief. Well, that was that was a fun one. That was a good win, and uh, I just can't say enough about our players. You know, both our our guys who are uh, 
who were here that uh, when we got here, just how they've bought into everything that we've talked about. And that would be like uh, uh, Giovanni and Hayden. And then also our new guys that we brought in, like Paul, who kind of bought into the vision you know, of what we have going at Idaho. And uh, no one thought we could win. I saw everybody's predictions. No one predicted us to win this game, but the guys in our building believed. Uh, and uh, we, we found a way to do it. And I uh, just can't say enough. So proud of these guys. Great win. Coach, you talk about that belief. How do you instill that in your guys when you are coming into a, a hostile environment like this? Well, you know, you, you got to execute. It's, it's about you. You got to focus on yourselves. You know, we, we you know, our play, I asked the old lineman coming off, you know, we, we had zero false starts, I believe, in the game. Our crowd noise was lot, much louder that we practiced with all week than it actually was today. So we prepared them for that, what they were going to uh, face. And, um, you know, I think we're a confident team. I think we're a mentally strong team. We knew it wasn't going to be perfect. We knew we'd still have to overcome some adversity. You know, we, they made a great call, and 58's a great player. He drops underneath that slant and, and runs it back to set that up, and uh, they get their touchdown. But uh, then we respond with a really big drive, and that's, that's, that's the key to our team is we're, we're mentally tough. We're not going to get down on ourselves when we make a mistake. You know, hats, hats off to them. They made a great play. We came and got that big score uh, before half, you know, to make it a, a, a game, and then uh, I, I knew we'd have to like steal some possessions, you know, as a team. So we, we had kind of saw that some of those front guys left a little early on the on the kickoff return team, and uh, everyone told me that we wanted to have the ball to start the second half. So that was the only way to get it after we uh, after they won the toss. So we we did that little bunt kick, and that was able to sneak us a field goal. And you know, I thought that was those were two big plays in the game, getting that score before and getting that. So much of Montana's style is to play you know physical football and also steal momentum from you and then carry it. You didn't let either of those things happen today, though. What did you think of your team's physicality and also this their ability to, to stay in it? I mean, those are two physical defenses. I mean, look, look at the, the rushing, 52. I, you know, I knew we had to win the rushing battle. I thought we'd have more than 52 yards to do it, but our defense played so good and held them to 34 yards rushing that we still won the battle. And that was big because I was uh, – I think they have a good old line I think they have good backs. You know, I was worried about their quarterback scrambling, and, and he really didn't hurt us scrambling. He had negative yards rushing. Um, our, our defense was lights out, and then I, you know, it was great to get the turnovers in the second half because we, ne- we needed to get some of those and get the short fields back. Just that's what good defenses do. You know, their defense, you know, set up their touchdown with that interception they ran back. So, uh, de- defense played uh, amazing uh, all day. And then, uh, you know, Giovanni was his, a- his accurate usual self. Uh, I thought we protected pretty well. You know, we took two sacks, but uh, you know that's a that's a good pass rush team. So, um, you know, th- those happen sometimes. Giovanni did a great job with his feet, too. You know, his, he had some big escapes uh, and big scrambles. Giovanni, on that same note, how did you guys have so much confidence as a team coming in here? What, what was your mindset before the game? Um, I just feel like we, we all knew or we, we all know what we're capable of, and I just feel like we all knew that we could win this game, and we were just up for the challenge, and we, we had a great week of practice and uh, prepared very well, and then we just came out and and executed on both sides of the ball. Uh, I thank our defense, man. They they helped us out a lot today. And and like Paul said, that just shows how strong of a team we are. We just we just all vibe off each other and just so much chemistry. And Paul, now four in a row. So how much confidence does get this win give you guys going forward? I think a ton of confidence. And uh, I mean, even from you know game one, we wanted to play with that same confidence, same mindset that we're going to win. You know, win out of this conference and. Uh, um, you know, just to see that come to life and for that to, you know, uh, be a real thing and see it, you know, like Coach X said in one of our first games, like once you see the evidence, you can't do anything but believe in. And I think that's something that we really take to heart. Um, so pretty excited about, you know, the, uh, playing out this conference and just continue to believe uh, in ourselves and our ability to produce. So, yeah. We need-
Colter Nuanez, a little post-game action on your October 15th, 2022. No matter how you're listening, we appreciate you being here. Last big thing about the Cats. We gave you three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Cats. Your last big thing about the Cats, the calming nature of Brent Vegan continues to persevere. The Cats never panicked, down 14-3. to They just kept going. They made the adjustments they needed to make. And uh, when you're outside the mania, that is such a huge deal in college football. It's so uncommonplace, but Vegan has it mastered. And I think it comes from his time at North Dakota State under Craig Bull at Wyoming, but he's making that Montana State program his own. And now the Bobcats, here they are, and they're 6-1. And And, uh, no matter how the stretch run goes, no matter how the last four games of the regular season goes, they split them, they're in the playoffs, they go 3-1, they're really rolling, and if they win them all, boom, you could have a real nice path back to the national championship. We'll see. No need to speculate, no need to predict. It's nothing too much to be made about nothing. It's a win in Greeley over Northern Colorado. I mean, this Bears team has only won 37 D1 games since 2006. So nothing crazy, but remains impressive the consistency that Montana State's been able to muster uh, under Brent Vegan. So there you go. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Montana, a 30-23 loss to the University of Idaho, the Little Brown Stein, going back to Moscow for the first time in the 21st century. Montana State, a 37-14 win over Northern Colorado. Weber State rolls up. Portland State, 42-7 to stay undefeated, both in Big Sky Conference play and overall. Idaho State gets their first win of the Charlie Ragal era, 40-31 over Cal Poly. UC Davis gets their second win of the year, a big one, 56-27 over Northern Arizona. And Sac State also stays undefeated. They are 6-0. Overall, 3-0 in league play after their 52-28 win at Eastern Washington. Next week, huge weekend. Grizz go to Sac State. It's a night game on ESPN. Big bounce back opportunity for Montana. Huge opportunity for Sac State to stay undefeated. The Bobcats, they host Weber State. Undefeated Weber State in Bozeman. So we'll have full coverage for you always. SkylineSportsMT.com and here at ESPN MT. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items and get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Town.